Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Avraham Shor. Meseches Megillah has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Yassi Taub, Lezchus Rufur Shalema, Moshe Nachman, Ben Malka Miriam. Megillah Daf Yud Gimel. The Gemara says that the reason why Mordechai Tzadik was called Ish Yehudi is because Al Shum Shekafar Bavirizara, Shekola Kaifer Bavirizara, Nikra Yehudi. And the Gemara brings a Pasuk in Daniel that shows this to be true. The Marsha says, Why is it that anybody who's Kaifer in Avirizara is called Yehudi? So he explains, Al Pi the Gemara in Saita Daf Yudam Bez, over there it's Mavur, that Yosef and Yehuda were both Mekadesh Shem Shemayim. Yosef was Mekadesh Shem Shemayim Beseser, and therefore one Ois was added onto his name from Hashem's name. That's why there's a Pasik Edos Bi Yosef Samoy. And Yehuda, who was Mekadesh Shem Shemayim, Befarhesya, Begoloi, He's Nikra Kulay al Shmash which means that the entire Shem Havaya is included in his name. So that means that anybody who's Kaifer about Vedizara is Nikra Yehuda because the word Yehuda has the entire Shem Havaya contained within it. In the Sefer Rosh Yosef, he explains this further. He explains that we know that Akarish Barhu has many names. There are many words that we use as Kinuyim for Akarish Barhu. And we do find that there are certain names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that are used to refer to Malachim and sometimes to Tzadikim, like the name Elikim, the name Aleph Dalet Nun Yud. You find that Avram Avinu addressed the Malachim with that word. Tzadikim, Yaakov Avinu, is called Kale. But that's all with regards to names other than the Shem Havaya. The Shem Havaya is called the Shem HaEtzem, Ani Havaya. That Shem is not shared with anybody else. The reason for this is because the other names refer to certain aspects, certain qualities of a Baruch Hu. Alekim is the Bala Koiches Kulam. You could have a Dayan who also is referred to with that name because he has a certain Koyach. The Shem Havai, on the other hand, is not all shame what he does or how he interacts with the Bria. It's about who he is, a Yehovah In fact, the Nefesh HaChaim says in the Pasuk V'zeveach, which the Pashup Shat is that it's Usr to Shecht Karbonis to Avadizara. But the Nefeshachaim says, Zavech Lolihim Yachra means that you should not bring Karbonis, or for that matter, be Mispalal to anything other than the Shema Etzim, than the Shema Vaya. Do not bring Karbonis to the Shema Lekim. Because Elikim refers to those Koiches that Hashem uses when interacting with the Bria. It refers to his capacity as a judge, or even as a creator, Bereshis Bar Lekim. And as we know, there are Shivim Umois, Shivim Sarim El Yoinim, and you're not supposed to be mispalal to any one of the Sarim El Yoinim, not to a Koichav, not to a Mazel, you're supposed to be mispalal to Hashem himself. So somebody who's Koifer and Avrizara, in the Avoida of Koichavim and Mazolis, and he comes to the Akara, that Akarish Baruch is Mahave everything, and there really is nothing else besides him. And it's Roy that he should be called Al Shem, the Shem Havaya. So that's why the name Yehudi is given to somebody who's Koifer in Avarizara. Now this actually works very well with the theme that we discussed in Daf Yud Beis. We discussed there that during Yemei Hapurim, Klal Yisrael was Zoyche to reestablish their Tfisa in the Eitz HaChayim. And we explained the difference between the Eitz HaChayim and the Eitz HaDas Toivirah. Eitz HaChayim is the Eitz HaToyrah. It's the Eitz that connects us to the higher Hanhaga, the Hanhaga that is run 
only based on Hashem Himself. Masha'enkein, the Eitzadas Toivara, has to do with Teva. Now, Elikim is Begematria HaTeva. Elikim always denotes a certain symptom. One who is fully aware that everything is Hashem. No matter what happens, it's really directly coming from Hashem, is connected to the Eitzachayim. So if you're aware that whether it's Ar Haman or Baruch Mardachai, it all comes from the higher Hanhaga, that is, to put it in the Ramchal's term, as we explain the Olam HaYichud. There is the Olam HaMishpat. In the Olam HaMishpat, things are less clear. And the shame that governs the Olam HaMishpat is Elohim. That's Midas Hadin. Lo'asid Lavai, everything is going to be clear. We're going to understand how everything is really Chastor Yisbarach. Everything comes directly from Hashem and is good. The Gemara says in Psachim and Dafnun, V'hoya Hashem lemelech al kol ha'aretz, b'yemahu yiyeh Hashem echod u'shmoi echod. And it's referring to Lo'asid Lavai, when Hashem is going to be melech al kol ha'aretz, then He is going to be echod u'shmoi echod. Asks the Gemara, Nowadays, he's not Echad. Because on things that are good, good news, we say However, on anything that happens, we're going to recognize the good in it. So we'll say Hatoiva Meitiv. Continues the Gemara. Ushmoi Echad. We said Vayashem Echad. Ushmoi Echad. What does it mean? Shmoi Echad. My Echad. Atoe Idna Lav Shmoi Echad. Who? Amrav Nachem Bar Yitzchak Loi Kaolom Hazeh Haolom Habo. Haolom Hazeh Nichtov BeYud Hey VeNikra BeAlef Dalid. The Shema Vayah is written Yud Kei Vav Kei, but it's read Alef Dalid Nun Yud. Avlo Haolom Habo Kuloi Echad. Nikra BeYud Hey VeNichtov BeYud Hey. So nowadays, since we live with Hester Ponim, we cannot recognize that everything is good. And by the same token, you see in the Gemara that parallel to that is the fact that we do not say the Shem Havaya with its Oisius. We experience it as Aleph Dalid Nun Yud, which means Adoin Hakoil. We know that he's in charge of the world, even though we don't feel his Anhaga on a constant basis. Which is why we say Dayan HaEmes instead of Hatoiv HaMetiv. Somebody like Mordechai, who's Kaifer Ba'avodah Zara, is Nikra Kuloi Al Shem Havaya. Because Avodah Zara are those Koiches in the world that are Shayach to the Olam HaTeva. The original Avodah Avodah Zara says the Rambam understood that there are certain Koiches that are Kharash put into the Bria. And that is the Loisishtach of El Acher that we were discussing on Dafyud Beis. We explained that the difference between before the Chet of Adam Arishan and after the Chet of Adam Arishan is that after the Chet of Adam Arishan there's a confusion and we never know when things are Hashem Echad and when they are El Acher. Because the whole world became a place of confusion. And that is the whole Inyan of Vikoitz Vidar Dar Tatzmiach Loch. The difference between the Dalad and the Reish. The person will always be placed in the Matzav of confusion. And as we explained there, that is the function of Amalek, who's Bigmatria Suffolk. Amalek is the Zvuv that sits on the Tagi, the Dalad, turning it into a Reish. What's very interesting is that the Gemara over there in Psachim, after explaining the difference between Olam Hazeh and Olam Haba, there's one more passage in the Gemara, where Rabbi Avina explains the Pasik that Hashem said to Moshe by Golis Mitzrayim, it says, Zeh Shmi Lo'olam Vizeh Zichri Ledor Dor. 
Amar Akarish Barhu, Loikisha Ani Nichtav Ani Nikra, Nichtavani be Yudhe, I'm written with the Shem Havaya, Vinikrani be Alif Dalid. That's why Zeshmi Lo Oilam, Vizekri Lidur Dur. My name is one thing, but the way that I'm mentioned, the way that I'm pronounced is different. It's with Alif Dalid. The word over there that's used to explain this difference is Zeshmi Lo Oilam. Lo Oilam means that on the level of eternity, the way that things will really always be is that Hashem is Nichta Biyudhe, his real name is the Shem Havaya, but Zezikri Lidur Dar. The word dar dar is the same dar dar that we discussed about Amalek. By Amalek it says, Muhammad Hashem Amalek mi dar dar. It's written dalad reish, dalad reish. Because the difference between the Shem Havaya and the Shem Adnus is a function of the koitzvid dar dar tatzmiach, of the klala of Admarishin. Since after the klala of Admarishin, what was introduced is the fact that one is placed in a matzav of confusion between the Dalid and the Reish, the Hashem Echad and Le'el Acher. So Morche Tzadik was the only one who recognized from the outset the concept of Hashem Echad. Everybody else in that door was really living B'toich HaHester. That's why it's called Megillus Esther, the Indian of Hester. As we explained on Dafyurah Mebez. So the Avoida of Megillus Esther is to really live the Hester Ponim and then at the end of the story be able to recognize that even that Hester was Hashem. And that's the Indian of Havaya Hu Hualikim, the ultimate Yichud. And this is the Oymek behind an incredible Remez that the Chidah says to explain the first Mishnah in Megillah. The Mishnah reads as follows: Megillah Nikres beYud Aleph beYud Beis beYud Gimel beYud Dalad beTesvav loy Pachos veloy Yoiser. These are the dates that the Megillah could be read on. Either Yud Aleph, sometimes it's on the eleventh day of Adar, sometimes it's the twelfth Yud Beis Yud Gimel Yud Dalad Tesvav. Those five days loy Pachos loy Yoiser, no less and no more. Now, we can ask several questions on the Mishnah. Number one, why does the Mishnah have to list every one of the dates? Let it, the Mishnah say, Yud Aleph, Ad Tesvav. Why does it have to list off all five of them? Yud Aleph, Yud Bez, Yud Gimel, Yud Aleph, Tesvav. Number two, once it already lists all of the dates, why would it have to then go and say, Loi Pachis V'loyoyser? That's totally redundant. Number three, the words Loi Pachis V'loyoyser seem to be inaccurate because a more appropriate way to express the idea that you cannot read the Megillah before Yud Aleph or after Tesvav would be Loi Lefnehem V'loi Lachreim not before these dates and not after. Why would it say Loi Pachis no less and no more? Three questions on the Nusach of the first Mishnah. The answer says the Chidah is as follows and from this you could see the incredible Oymek that every word of Mishnayis has. Let's take the gematria of all of these dates that are listed in the Mishnah. Yud Aleph and Yud Beis together, that's 11 plus 12, is 23. If you add to 23 Yud Gimel, Yud Aleph, Yud Beis plus Yud Gimel, you wind up with 36. Add to that 36 the next number, which is Yud Dalid, and you have 50. If you add to 50 Tesvav, then you have 65. So the gematria of all of the dates listed in the Mishnah is 65. And we all know that the gematria 65 is the same gematria as the shame of Aleph, Dalid, Nun, Yud. Now, Remember, we said it doesn't say, It says no less and no more. 
says Rashi, What number is Pachis from Yud Aleph? The number that immediately precedes Yud Aleph is 10. Yoiser, the one that is more than Tesvav, is 16. So the number that precedes these dates is 10, that's Pachis. The number that comes after these dates is 16. When you put 10 and 16 together, you get 26. 26 is the Gematria of the Shem Havaya. Says the Chidah, the message of this Mishnah is Megillah Nikres with the shame Adnus. Because the Avoidah of Kriyas HaMegillah is to experience the world of Hester. Because as we said, it was only Mordechai HaTzadik who knew to be Koifer Bavidizara. It was only Mordechai HaTzadik who had the Anhogav, La Yichr, La Yishtachve. He recognized the Shem Havaya all along. Our Avoidah is to live the Aleph Dalet Nun Yud. And as we know, the Shem Hashem is not written in the Megillah. We don't hear about the Shem Havaya because during the Kriya Samegillah we experience the Hester. Only afterwards we can recognize that it's really Havaya Huwa Lekim, that the Hester was really Hashem all along. The true Oymik of the word Aleph Dalet Nun Yud, says the Vilna Gain, is really the word Dun in the middle. The Dalet Nun stands for Dun, which means Din. And the Aleph and the Yud, which surround the Oisius, Dun, is of course the Yud from the Shem Havaya, and the Aleph, he says, is from the Shem Eke. That's the shame that Hashem is Megala to Moshe during Golos Mitzrayim, he says, Eke Asher Eke, which is the shame that symbolizes that Hashem is with us during the Tzaras. This is why the Goyen says that during Alanisim of Purim, you're supposed to say, in order that there should be Nundalit Tevis, 54 words in the Tfilis Alanisim, Keneged, the 54 times that Haman is mentioned in the Megillah, and also the 54 Oisius that there are in the names of the Aseris Bnei Haman. And all this has to do with the idea of Don. 54 is the Oisius Nun Dalid. And the true Giloi of Megillus Esther is that even the Din is Hashem at work. And since, as we explained, the primary job of Amalek is to be Moira, the world of Din, the world of Hester Ponim, and the world of Teva, it's not a surprise that the ones that Amalek is Loichem against, how did Amalek attack Klai Yisrael the first time? It says in Parshas Zohar that we read the end of Parshas Kiseitze, Vayizanev Bicha Kol Nechsholim Acharecha. Who are the Nechsholim Acharecha? Chazal tell us it's those that Shepotan Ananiya Kovit, the people, the sinners that the Ananiya Kovit spit them out, and they were at the end of the Machne. The Yalkut in the end of Parshas Kiseitze, it says this was Shevet Don. They were the Nechsholim that the Ananiya Kovit spit out. They were the ones who at the end of the Machne and the Ananiya Kovit ejected them. And the Balaturim says in the end of Parshas Kiseitze, Kolanechsholim Acharecha Begematria Zehoya Shifte Shel Don. Rashi and Yechesko, Perik Tezayin, Pasuk Tezvav, Avodizora, Sha'avdu, Shivte, Sheldon, Bamidbar, Kamoy Shekosov, Kalanach Sholom, Acharecha. In Psikta, it says, Zez, Shivte, Sheldon, Sha'anan, Polte, Shahoyu, Kulom, Oivde, Avodizora. So as we explained, it was Mordechai Tzadik who was Shayach to the Shem Havaya because he was Kaifer Bavodizara. The ones that Amalek does have a Shlita on, the ones that are brought back to the Chet of Adam Arishain, the ones that are brought back to Loisishtachva Le'el Acher to Avodizara, is the Shevet Don, Kalanach Sholom Achrecha. 
because Shevet Dun is the ones that are most Shayach to the world of Din. It is for this reason that Yaakov Avinu in his bracha to Shevet Dun says, Yehi Dun Nachosh Alei Derech. And in the Medrash on the Pasuk you see that he's referring primarily to Shimshin as Rashi brings over there in Parshas Vayechi. And the Medrash explains how Shimshin came to be Mesakin, the Chet of the Nachosh HaKadmoini. He was the force that needed to combat the force of the Nachash. And that's why the Medrash draws many parallels between the Nachash HaKadmoni and Shimshin. For example, the, it says in the Mishnah in Soita that the Nachash was Nosen Einov Amashalei Royaloi, and it says Shimshin Holach Achar Einov, and various other parallels that are drawn in the Medrash between Shimshin and the Nachash HaKadmoni. And this is very simple in light of our discussion, because the Nachash HaKadmoni is the one who brought about the idea of Din, until the Nachash HaKadmoni, things were all governed by the Shem Havaya, by Yehoi there was no Tzimtzum, there was no Din, there was no Hester. And so the Tikkun has to come from the Shevet that is most Shayach to the Inyan of Din. And as we already explained, Amalek is really the Shoyrish of Nachash HaKadmoni, as the Aral says over here in the Archadosh. And in the Kisve Arizal, it actually says that Hanech Sholim is Oisius Nachash Mila. Because as we already explained, they have a special Indian to attack Klal Yisrael and the Indian of Mila, Vayizanev Becha, Loshen Mila. They took their Mila and Zarkan Klape Mala. Mila was given to Avram Avinu, who was the one who fought Avedizara. He's the one who could have a connection, a partnership with Akharish Baruchu, since that partnership requires going back to the Dag of Adam Rishon Kedemachet, as opposed to being Shaykh to the Koychas of the Nochash. So Nochash Mila is Hanech Shalim. Based on all this, we can gain a deeper understanding in the Gemara in Soita on Daf Yud Gimel Amit Aleph. Over there, the Gemara relates how Yaakov Avinu, when he was being buried, Esav came and tried to be Ma'akiv the burial. He claimed that he was really uh, the proper heir to the remaining plot in the Ma'aras Machpela because Yaakov already buried Leah in his Chelek. And they said, no, there's a shtar, you sold the Bechayra and you sold the other chalik as well. And there was a whole conversation between Esau and the sons of Yaakov as to who rightfully owns that part of the Mars Machpelah. They sent Naphtali to get the shtar from Eretz Mitzrayim. As this was all happening, the Gemara says that Chushim, the son of Dun, was over there. He was hard of hearing. And he asked, what exactly is going on? And they told him, well, actually, they're waiting until Naphtali comes back. He knew how to run very fast. He was, went to Mitzrayim to get the shtar. And he says, what, until Naphtali comes from Ard Mitzrayim, until my uncle comes back from Eretz Mitzrayim, Yehei Abba, my grandfather, Yaakov Avinu, should be mutal bebezoyen, shakal kulfa, he took a stick, machia areshe, he hit Esav on the head, natrin ene, and Esav's eyes fell out, v'nafla kara de Yaakov. And they fell on Yaakov's feet, and this is what caused Esav to die. And that's why Yaakov Avinu at that point uh, opened his eyes and smiled. And Avahainu Dechsev, the Gemara says that the Pasig Yismach Tzadik, Kichazen Nokum Palm of Yerchatz Bedam Harasha, goes on that Moira. So obviously this is a foreshadow of the ultimate tikkun of the Olam HaShim Baharitziyah and Lishpeh Tassar Esav. Yaakov Avinu's sons are fighting with Esav. We already explained how Esav is the Shav Shabarasi Ba'ilami. Esav is the Tolda of Adam Rishin's Zuama. Yaakov is the pure Nishama of Adam 
Rishon Kodem Achet. Esav is the ancestor of Amalek, who symbolizes the Nachash HaKadmoini, the forces of evil in this world. And we see that the foreshadow of the ultimate Tikkun takes place. Al Yudei, the son of Dun, taking a stick and hitting Esav in the head. Chushim, of course, is the same Oisius as Moshiach, because this is the first step in the ultimate Tikkun, which will be brought about Al Yudei Moshiach. And of course, all of this has to come from the Din that was created Al Yudei the Nachash. One of the Rayas that the Gemara brings, the Kolakoifer by Varizore is called the Yehudi, is from the fact that the Pasik in Divrei Yomim refers to the Bas Paroi as a Yehudiyah. And the Gemara asks, that wasn't her name. Her name was Bisya. Ve'elo b'nei Bisya Bas Paroi. It's a Beferish of Pasik in Divrei Yomim as well. And says the Gemara, the reason why it calls her Yehudiyah is because she was Kafra Bavadizara. Dirsiva Tered Baspare Lirchoitz Al Hayaur. She went to wash in the Yaar. Rashi says, Lirchoitz Litboil Lushem Gerus. So he understands that her Tevila was a Tevila Lushem Gerus. Asks the Turi Evan that the concept of the requirement of a Ger to be Tevil in order to become a Ger is only true. After Matan Torah, because the idea of Tevila is Beba Lichtnoitz Lekedushas Yisrael, Lotzeis Mitores Bnei Noyach, you need to undergo a proper Gerus. Avali says, Ba'oisei Zman Adayin Kulan Hoya Aleim Torahs Bnei Noyach. Everybody, even Klal Yisrael at that time, had a Din of Bnei Noyach. Utevila Zulama, so what would be the purpose of this Tevila? He then brings that Besoif Perakama de Soita, Dafyud Beis, Darshinon, Vatered Baspare, Lurchitz Allah Yor. Over there, Amrab Yechen Mishim Shimon Yechoi, Melamit Sheyardar Lurchitz Migiluli Avia, she went to wash herself from the Avadizar of her father, Vachenu Aimer and Rachas Hashem, Estoyas Benoistian. Rashi explains that a person who cleanses himself from sin is called Rechitza. So over there, it sounds from Rashi like. The actual kfira ba'avayda is what we're referring to as rechitza, but not that there was a tevila l'shem gerus. Now in the Hagois, uh, Imre Baruch, from the Baruch Tam, on the Turi Evan, he disagrees with the assumption of the Turi Evan. The Turi Evan is making the assumption that the din of B'nai Yisrael at that point was a din of B'nai Noyach, and there was no purpose in tevila because there was no concept of gerus. Answers the Baruch Tam. He says, "Yes, Tlaimek even Shahayu Oz Kavar Livnei Yaakov Mitzvahs Nei Sofis Al Zayin Mitzvahs." The Bnei Yaakov already had additional mitzvahs, more than just the Zayin Mitzvahs Bnei Noach. Mashenitztavol Aidei Amram Kimavur B'Devrei Rambam Hilchas Melachim Milvad Mitzvahs Gid Hanoshe. And he's referring to the Rambam in Perek Tes Hilchas Melachim Halacha Aleph. Over there, the Rambam starts out. He says, "Al shishet varim nitzava adam rishin." Adam rishin was with tzuve and avarizara, bricks Hashem, shvichas domem gilarayas, gezel and dinim. Noach was given another mitzvah, which was Avram and Achai. And those are the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nei Noach. V'chein hoya hadover, says the Rambam, b'chol ha'olam, ad Avram. Ba Avram v'nitztave Yisrael elu b'mila. Then Avram was mitzvah mila. V'hu espalol shachris. Avram davin tefila shachris. V'yitzchak hifrish maiser v'hoisif tefila acheres l'fnois hayoim. That's mincha. V'yakiv hoisif giran noshe v'espalol arvis. Ove mitzrayim nitztave Amram b'mitzvahs yiseirois. Ad Sheba Moshe Rabbeinu v'nishlema Torah al Yadai says the Baruch Tam. You see from this Rambam that there was a process that already began before Matan Torah. Matan Torah was only the Hashlama. 
So he understands that to be nichlal in that category that already pre-existed Matan Torah, there was a Torah's Geirus with Tevilah. So we see a very clear machloikis. According to the Turi Evan, there is no Torah's Geirus prior to Matan Torah because they all had a din of Bnei Noyach. Masha Enkein, the Baruch Tam, is saying in defense of Rashi, who says that this was a Tvilas Geirus, that there was a Din Geirus prior to Matan Torah, and he's being the Dayak from the Lushan of the Rambam, that the Rambam holds that way as well. The truth is that this is the Lushan of Rashi in Parshas Lech Lecha, by, on the Pasuk of Esar Nefesh Esher Asu Becharon, referring to, Rashi says, the people, Sheikhnisan Tachas Kanfei Ashkina, Avram and Sarah were Megayer people. Avram Megayer Esar Anoshim, Vesara Megayer Esar Anoshim. That's the Lushan of Rashi in Parshas Lech Lecha. The Raivid in the Sefer Balei Nefesh, in the end of Sharat Tvila, Brings that pasuk as a nefesh as a mekor that bezdin is mitzuva to be mekabel gerim that are boim lehiskayer believe sholim shenemar v'sa nefesh shor and he says that that's the reason why bezdin is mevarich al tvilas ager when the ger himself can't make a bracha such as by a ger cotton. So it's clear that the Ravid also understands that the Din before Matan Torah was also a Din Geirus. Because if not, how does he learn out from to what the Din would be by a Bezdin nowadays? And the Biskorov in his Sefer Allah Torah in Parshas Boy is Mechiach from Kama Mekoymis that there is a Din Geirus prior to Matan Torah. One of his Rayas, it says in the Parsha, referring to the Pesach, that they brought in Mitzrayim, v'chi yogur itcha ger v'asa Pesach. Now it can't be referring to a ger toishav, because a ger toishav, you're not allowed to give him to eat from the carbon Pesach. Like Chazal Darshan, the Mechilta, from toishav is socher lo yoichal boy. So it has to be referring to a ger tzedek, and yet it refers to this ger tzedek in the parsha, which the Ramban and Baloischa, Perek Tes, Pasek Yudalit, says is referring to Pesach Mitzrayim. Now, it's a well-known fact that in the Sefer Prashas Drachim, which is written by the Mishnah Melech, he's Marech in this Shaila in his first piece, whether the Ovis had a din of Ben Noyach L'chol Dovar, or if Le'enyan, certain things, they had a din of Yisrael. He's Taylor this on a Machloikas Rishonim that's brought in the Ramban in the end of Parshas Emor. Over there, in the end of Parshas Emmer, the Torah is talking about the case of the Mikalel, and the Torah refers to him, Vayetze ben ha'isha ha'yisraelis, v'hu ben ish mitzri. And the Torah is kainim. On that Pasuk says, Melamed shenis gayer. So the Chachme Atzerfatim explain why did he have to do a gerus. After all, his mother was a isha yisraelis. So the son of an isha yisraelis doesn't need a gerus. They explain... Because since he was born from a Bia of a Ish Mitzri to an Ish Yisraelis prior to Matan Torah, the din before Matan Torah is that you go after the Zohar. Like the Gemara says in Yevomis, and the Ramban argues on this. And he says that as soon as Avram Avinu came into Bris, Hoyu Yisrael, Uvagoyim Loy Yishashvu, Bnei Avram Yitzhav Yaakov had a din of Yisrael. And he says that the Ben Oisha Yisraelis didn't need a Geris Mamish. And the Kavon of Teres Koinim is that they went after his mother and he was Nidbak B'Yisrael, Loirotza Laleches Acharei Aviv, Liyais Mitzri. And he says also that the Gemara in Kedushin, Dafir Chesimet Alf, refers to Esav, that he was a Yisrael Mumer. And the, therefore the Gemara says you cannot prove from his Yerusha the din of Yerusha of Ben Noyach. So you see that before Matan Torah there was a shame Yisrael. 
Similarly, the Ran in the Chedusha Ran in Sanhedrin Nun Chesimid Beis explains what the Gemara says over there that a guy that hits a Yisrael is Chayev Misa, and that's learned after the Pasuk in Shmois by Yifen Koy Vachoy Vayarkein Ish Vayachas Hamitzri. Moshe Rabbeinu killed the Mitzri that was hitting a Jew. Says the Ran that it's Mashma. It's only because the guy was hitting a Jew because if. A guy who hits another guy is also chayv misa. That should be included in the shev mitzvah bnei noyach. So you see that there's at least a halachic difference between a guy and a Jew even before matan Torah. However, the Prashas Drachim himself brings down the medrash Shmois Raba Parsha Aleph Simen Chavches that seems to argue on the Gemara in Sanhedrin and explains that the reason why Moshe killed a Mitzri was not because a person who's a guy that hits a Yisrael is chayv misa. Rather, since he was Mavakish Lahargoy, he was trying to kill the Yisrael. For that, he was Chayiv Misa because it says, Umaki Adam Yumos. And he says, Adarabah. He brings from the Marash Yafa, that's Medayik from the Medrash, that without the fact that he was planning on killing him, he would not have been Chayiv Misa just based on the fact that he hit him. So from the Medrash, you see that they did have a din of Bnei Noyach. And therefore he says that it comes out that not only is it a machlekes vishaynim, it's machlekes between the Gemara in Sanhedrin and the Medrash in Shmois Rabbah. So it is somewhat surprising that the Turi Evan would taina on Rashi that there could not have been Geiris since there's plenty of Mekoiris and especially the Gemara in Sanhedrin itself that's Mavur that they did have a dinner of a Yisrael prior to Matan Torah. Now, assuming that this was indeed a geiris, like Rashi learns, there's a kasha that the Maritzchias over here asks. And that is, and the Gemara in Kedushin, Dav Samach Bezim at Bez, says, Ger Tzorich Shloisha. He needs a bezdin of Shloisha to witness his Tvila. Otherwise, his geiris is not a geiris. So since it's clear that Bas Pare was not Tevelis in front of three Dayanim, how was it a valid geiris? So in the Sefer Evan Yaakov, he answers, Alpi, what's Mavur, in Shochanach Yeridea, Simen Reish Samaches, Sif Gimel, that there are really two opinions as to whether if the Tevila was done, not Bifnei Shloisha, but Bifnei Shnayim, if it's a valid Geiris or not. According to the Rif and the Rambam, even B'Dyeved, if it was done Bifnei Shnayim, then it's no good. But the Mechaber brings down... The opinion, which is the opinion of Toysfis, that Bereyeved, it would be okay if it was Bifnei Shnayim. And the Shach over there, in Sifkat and Yud, says that when the Mechaber says in this opinion, that Bifnei Shnayim is good, he says, Lav Davka Shnayim, Elo Bifnei Echad. And the only reason why it says Shnayim is because in order to be made later and prove that the Geras took place, you would need Shnayim. But technically speaking, the Tevila would be okay even if it was not Bifnei Shnayim. Alternatively, we could say that even if they had a din of Yisrael prior to Matan Torah, but the din of requiring a bezin of Shloisha for Geras could be was only Nishadish by Matan Torah. Because that's a pasuk we learn from that it says by Eger Mishpat Echad Yilachem and Ein Mishpat Paches Megimel. So we could say that even if they had a din of a Yisrael, but this halacha that you need Shloisha, that it has a din of a Mishpat, when you do Geiris, was only Nischadish by Matan Torah. So prior to Matan Torah, the Geiris was valid even if it was not done in front of Shloisha. In the Gemara, it's Mavur that Esther was really married to Mordechai. The Gemara Darshins Altikula Bas Elulabayis. Now, based on this fact, Toysfis in Sanhedrin, Daf Ayin Dalam and Exubis Daf Gilam Abayis, ask Akasha on the Gemara. 
The Gemara over there in Sanhedrin, the end of Perak Ben Sairu Umayru, after delineating the three things that a person is mechuyiv to give their life up and not be over, Yaharig Val Yavar, namely Avedizarig Yilarais and Shvichas Damim, the Gemara then says that if it's an Avera that's being done Befarhesya, then even if it's not one of the Chalosh Chamuris, you're mechuyiv to give your life up for it because there's a din called Kiddush Hashem, Nikdashti Besarich Bnei Yisrael. And because of this, the Gemara says, how can you say that a person's mechuyiv to give up their life for something that's b'farhesya? If that's true, why didn't Esther give her life up? Why wasn't she moiser nefesh not to be nivel by Achashverosh? And the Gemara gives two terutzim. Abaya answers that Esther karka oilam hoisa. She wasn't doing any maisa. It was being done to her. And Rava says, Hanas atzman shiny. If the guy is not trying to get the Jew to do an Avera, Rather, he's doing it for his own personal Hanoah, then there's no Indian of Chil Hashem, and he does not have to give his life up for it. Asks Toisvis, why was the Gemara only bothered by the idea of Esther being B'farhesya? What about the issue of Gilead Arias? Even if it wasn't B'farhesya, we just said that you're M'chuyiv to give up your life so as not to be Megal Arias. And we learned in our Gemara that Esther was actually married to Mordechai. So she was an Eshesish. And to take the question a step further... How would we even answer the question from Gilei Arayas? Bishlam, according to Abayat, you could say that just like the Svara of Esther Karka Olam takes care of the problem of Chil Hashem, so too it could take care of the problem of Gilei Arayas. But if the Teretz is like Rava says, Hanas Atzman Shiny, that's a Svara Legabe, the Din of Chil Hashem, that since he's doing it for his own personal benefit, he's not doing it to get you to do the Aver, there's no issue of Chil Hashem. But certainly Gilei Arayas there is. So Taisvis offers two Terutzim. Number one, they say b'shem the Rebbeinu Tam, the ein chayavin misa al beilas oved kechavim. The bia of an oved kechavim is not even considered gilia rais that you would have to give your life up for. Mishum derachmana afkarei lazar david kechavim kinarminu beperk noisin al anusa dechsev vizir masusim zir masam. It's like a behema. The second teretz that Taisvis offers, the Rivam, or argues in the Rebbeinu Tam, and he says that it does have a din of gilia rais. However, says the Rivam. That the Gemara understood that the terrets of Karka Olam could be given for the Kasha of Gile Arayas. It's just that the Gemara thought that Legabe the Dinochil Hashem, Karka Olam doesn't make a difference. Because Legabe Gile Arayas, since the whole din that a person's mechuyiv to give up their life so as not to be Megal Arayas, is learnt out from a drasha from the Pasik of Reitzeach. Since it says, Kikasha Yakum Ishari Eurut Sachay Nefesh Kena Dovrazeh by Nara Merasa, so we learn that just like Legabe Ritzicha, there's a din that you have to give up your life and not to commit murder. So too, Legabe Gilea Arayas. And says Toysfis that if a person is involved in passive Ritzicha, let's say somebody goes over to a person and says, If you do not allow me to throw you on top of this baby and kill it, I am going to kill you. Says Toysfis that you're not mechuyiv to be moiser nafshay. Because the whole reason why you have to give up your life so as not to commit a murder is because there's a svara, my chazis, the dama didach sumak who says that your blood is redder, dilma didama didchavrei sumak Maybe the other person's blood is redder than yours, which means you cannot go and do an act of murder in order to save your own life because who says that your life is more precious than the other person's life? However, if you're not going to be doing an act of murder, this person is just going to throw you on the Tinoik, then you have this far the other way. Who says that the Tinoik's blood is redder than yours? 
Now, since Legabe murder, we know now that if a person is involved in a passive murder, he's not doing an act of murder, he does not have to give up his life. So too, there's a svar of Karka Oilam Legabe Giliarayas, which is learnt from murder. So that was Pasha to the Gemara, that Legabe, the din of Giliarayas, we have a svar of Karka Oilam. Because Karka Oilam means that she was passive. It's just that Legabe, the din of Chil Hashem, which is not learnt out from murder, it's a special din of Ikdashti Besech B'nei Yisrael, the Gemara thought that you cannot say the Svar of Karka Oilam. And indeed, Rava doesn't hold that you say the Svar of Karka Oilam. He gives a different reason than Hanas Atzman Shiny. So those are the two Terutzim given in Toisvis in Sanhedrin and in Ksuvis to explain why the Gemara was bothered only by the fact that Esther was Parhesia, even though in our Gemara it's Mavur that Esther was also Giloy Arayas. However, the Balamur over there in Sanhedrin explains that the reason why the Gemara asked that Esther was Parhesia and the Gemara didn't use the fact that she was being over the Esther of Giloy Arayas is because it doesn't say Mefurish in the Psukim that she was married to Mordechai. It's a drasha that our Gemara makes. And perhaps the Gemara doesn't agree in Sanhedrin to this drasha. And the Gemara has the right to ask the question that would be even without the drasha of our Gemara. And this is the way the Namuki Yosef answers the question as well. Another issue that's raised based on the fact that our Gemara says that Esther was actually married to Mordechai is the question that Toisvis asks over here on Ahmed Beis. The Gemara says that after Esther would be with Achashverosh, she would be a medes mechekeh shel Achashverosh, v'tayveles v'yosheves pechekeh shel Mordechai. And the Pashup shot in that is, that after she would be neveles to Achashverosh, she would go and be together with Mordechai as well. The reason why she wasn't nesar on Mordechai, if an Ashes ish is mizana, she becomes asr to her husband. So Toisvist, the Toisvist that we mentioned earlier in Sanhedrin, gives two explanations. According to the way the Meiri and the Tais Yishanim and Yuma understand Devera Toisviz, according to the Rabbeinu Tam, who said that the Bia of a Goy is like the Bia of a Behema, she would not become Usser to her husband. Just like if Isha is Mezana with the Behema, Tachas Baila, she doesn't become Usser to her husband, so too, if she is Mezana with the Goy, she would not become Usser to her husband. And this is very not Pashat, because even though the Bia of a Behema would not ask to her husband, the way that most Mepharshim explain, Alpi the Marik, who holds that the whole din, that an Isha becomes us to her husband, is because she was moil, she was moirid in her husband. That that Merida of her husband is true whether she's Mizana with a Jew or with a guy. So the other terence that Toysavis gives is based on the Gemara later, and the Tezvav Medalef, that Kashera Vadati Avadati, Esther said to Mordechai that now, with the new plan, that she was going to go out of her own accord to Achashverish, she's going to become Usser to Mordechai, because until now it was Ba'inus. And Isha, who's an Ashes Ish, who's Nensa, does not become Usser to her husband unless she's an Ashes Kayan. Now that I'm going to go out of my own accord, I'm going to become Usser because it is Biratzen. So I'll call upon him. That's why she would not become Usser to Mordechai. The only question that Toysvis asks over here is that how could she immediately, after be with Achashverosh, be Nevelis to Mordechai? There's a din called Havchana. Havchana means that you're never allowed to get married in a way that it's not going to be clear whose child the child that is born is. For example, if an Isha is married to a man, let's call him Ruvain, and then he dies, she's not allowed to get married to Shimon, the next man, for another three months. 
Because if she doesn't wait three months, then a child may be born, let's say, seven months later, and it will be a suffix if the baby is a benzayin la'achron or a bentes la'rishain. If this is a full-term baby, and after seven months of being married to Shimon, she's really giving birth to Ruvain's son. Or it could be a seven-month baby, and it's really the son of Shimon. So because of that, Chazal made a halacha that you have to wait three months, and those are the three months of Havchana. We're mavchin between the two men. We know now whose baby it is. And the question over here is, how could after being Niv'elas, Tachashverish, does she have the right? Says Toisvis. So Toisvis's teretz is that she was Mishameshes b'moich. Meaning she was Mishameshes in a way that she could not become pregnant. Now the truth is that the question of Toisvis would seem to be Toloi on a Machloikis Tanoim, brought down in a Braisa in Yevomis Taflamet Hamad Aleph. The Braisa says, Hagiyoris Vahashivuya Vahashivcha Sheniftu Vishenizgayru Vishenishtacharu. So either a Giyoris or a woman that was captured or a Shivcha, the Giyoris was Nizgaira or the Shvuya was freed, and the Shifcha was Nishtachra. Tzrichais lahamtin gimel chadashin deverb Yehuda. So before they could marry a Jew, they need to wait three months because of the principle of Havchan. Rabbi Yoisi matir le'yareiz v'linasim yad. The Gemara explains my time with Rabbi Yoisi. Rabbi explains isha mezana mishameshes b'moich k'day shloitis aber. The rule is that an isha is mezana will be Meshameshes B'moich Kedei Shalei Tisabra know that she shouldn't become pregnant. And at the end of the Sugya, Abaya modifies the statement. He says, Isha Mezanam is Hapeches Kedei Shalei Tisabra. She turns herself over in a way that will ensure that she doesn't become pregnant. V'idach, the Gemara says, what does Reb Yehuda hold? Cheshin and Shemelon is Hapcha Yafa Yafa. So there's Machlekes between Reb Yehuda and Reb Yaisi whether there's a Din Havchana in such a case or not. In Shulchan Aruch, in Evan Ezer, Simen Yud Gimel, Sivvav, theoretically shouldn't have a question if he paskin like Rabbi Yossi. Must be that Toysis Paskins like Reb Meir, and he says that even so, Esther was Mishameshes B'moich. Now we have to ask a step further. If you take a look over there in the Ramah, he says, Isha Shenensa Tachas Baila, in Isha, that somebody who's Ma'anasar, Imloi Nivala Lebaila Tchila Tzricha Lahamtin. If she was not Nivelas to her husband before, which the Nesekalim explained means that for the past three months, she was not Nivelas to her husband. Then she has to wait. The reason is because if she was Nivellas to her husband within the past three months, it doesn't really help much for her to be Mamtin because no matter what happens, it's going to be a suffix if it's her husband's child or if it's the Ma'anis' child. But if she was not Nivellas to her husband, then you don't have that suffix and therefore there's a reason to wait so that we could verify whose child it is. Asks the Pischei Tshuva that this statement, which the Ramah is bringing from the Urzarua, is Mufrach from the Toysfis in our Sugya. Because Toysfis, he says in Megillah, Dafyud Gilman Mabay, says that how is Esther allowed to be Yashev's Bechek Yishol Mardachai? She should have to wait three months. 
The question is that prior to her being Nivelis to Achashverish, she was Nivelis to Mordechai. And because of this, the Pischetshuva wants to say that the Toysvis doesn't mean because of the real din have Chana. Rather, Toysvis is asking, How was it that Mordechai didn't have a problem being Boyle Esther? He should be worried about the fact that his zero will become Nitma, will become Besafik. Given the Bechol Yoim, so the real question is, not how was it that it was mutter for Esther to be Nevelis to Mordechai within three months. That anyway is not a problem, because like we said, she was Nevelis to Mordechai prior to the Biyu with Achashverosh. The question is rather, how was it that Mordechai in good conscience could be boil her, knowing that it's not going to be clear if his child is actually his child or not. So it's not based on a halachic inyan. So once you say that, then you no longer have to ask the question from a mayor and a Yoisi, because we're not talking about the real din havchana. We're just talking about what Mordechai would or would not have wanted to do. However, it would seem that it's not mukhrach to answer like the Pischitshuva is answering to his question. His question was that Lefi the Arzarua, any Isha that was just recently or within the past three months, Niv Elis to her husband, and then she was Nensa, afterwards there's no din of havchana. And he's asking that in the case of uh, Esther and Mordechai, she was Nevelis to him. However, we could say very simply, based on what's before in the Psukim, each one of the Noshim that was taken to the Beisach HaShverish had to spend Shisha Chadoshim B'Shem and Hamor, Vishisha Chadoshim B'Besamim, Vsamrukiah HaNoshim, Ubezeh HaNara Bo'ela Melech. So it was a full year that they had to spend getting ready to meet HaShverish. So it's not as if Mordechai was boiled her within the three months before she was Nevelastachashverish. And in such a case, Darzarud doesn't say his din. Well, we could say that Toysis is asking Akasha about a real Havchana issue. Now, this is all based on the assumption that Toysis is making that after she was Nevelastachashverish, she would then go and be Nevelast to Mordechai. And this is because, like we said, the Gemara says in Amad Beis, Shai say, Medes mechekos shel hachashverish, v'teveles v'yosheves bechekos shel Mordechai. However, the Maral and the Archadosh is medayik the Lashen of the Gemara, v'teveles v'yosheves bechekos shel Mordechai, that she actually was not niveles to Mordechai, she was just yosheves bechekos. And he says it would be a tremendous danger for Mordechai to actually be boil her while she was already the queen. And he says that Yichud wasn't Usr since she was only in Anusa. But as far as Tosis Kash of Havchana, he says there's no Kasha because she really wasn't Niv Eles to Mordechai. The Gemara tells us, according to one pshat, that the reason why Esther was called Esther was because Shehoisa Masteres Dvoreha. Shenemar ein Esther Magedes Es Amoves Molarta. Esther hid from Achashverish her true identity. As we know, she was listening to Mordechai's Tzivui. The question is asked, why was it that Mordechai was so adamant that she not reveal her true identity, her where she came from, her nation, and where she was born from? So there are a number of answers given in the Mepharshim. In the Targum, on Megillus Esther, in Perkbe'ez, Pasek Yud, he says, The Chasha Belibe Mordechai. Mordechai thought to himself, Vashti da'avidas yikara l'nafsha, Vashti, who was just preserving her own covet, she did not want to come and show her beauty to the king and to the rulers. Don Yasa Dinin Bishin, Achashverosh was done her with harsh Dinin, Vikatel Yasa, and he killed her. 
Perhaps Achashverosh will become angry on Esther as well, Vikatila, and he'll kill her. He was choshish that if you see that the Melech could become so angry at Vashti and kill her on such a thing, so he could possibly kill Esther. And if he knew the nation of Esther, he may quite possibly kill that nation at the same time. So it was an order to prevent the Sakana for the Jewish people. And this is one of the Hezbeirim quoted in the Yalkut Shemani as well. Rashi Megillus Esther says, Mordechai wanted that he should not remain married to Esther. And perhaps if he doesn't know where she came from, he'll think she's from a Mishpacha Bezuya, a non-prestigious family, and he'll send her away. If they would know that she comes from the royal dynasty of Shalom Melech, then they'll for sure keep her. Interestingly enough, the Ibn Ezra, after bringing down Rashi's Pshat, he brings down Acherim, others that say the exact opposite from Rashi's Pshat. And that is that he wanted that Achashverosh should marry Esther because he knew Baruch HaKodesh that the Yeshua would come through Esther, and if she would be Megala, that she came from the Jewish people, then Achashverosh wouldn't look at her so favorably. He would say that these are people that were Huglu, they were exiled from their land. So it's not a prestigious thing for the king to marry such a woman. He then, the Ibn Ezra says his own pshat, that Mordechai did this in order that it should be easier for Esther to keep the Torah, to refrain from eating the Velas, to keep Shabbos, because if Achashverosh would know that she was Jewish, then it could be that he would force her to be over on Dinam and the Torah. And since it was concealed from him, then she was able to arrange it much more easily. Another reason quoted by the Yaakov Shemoni is that Mordechai himself was looking to run away from Gedula. And if Esther would say where she came from, and then it would become Nizgala that she grew up in Mordechai's house, then Mordechai would be given a certain stature, and he was not interested in that. The Marsha over here says another Hezber. He says that we learn in our Gemara that kol echad ve'echad Part of the Hezber in Vatihi Esther Noises Chain is that she found favor by everybody because everybody identified with her. Everybody thought that she was from that person's nation. And as a result, he says, nobody really was Niskaniba. Nobody was jealous of Esther because they all identified with her. If it would be Nisgala that she came from Am Yisrael, then people would be jealous. The Balakeda says the following Hezber. He says that we learned, we mentioned earlier, that one Hezber in the Gemara in Sanhedrin, why it wasn't a problem of Chil Hashem, for Esther to be Nivelas to Achashverosh, was because Hanas Atzman Shiny. If the guy is not doing it in order to cause the Jew to do an Avera, he's only doing it for his own personal Hanah, then there's no din of Yehoreg Val Yavar. So Kozman, that he was not aware that she was a Jew, he was only doing it Lahanas Atzmai. But if he would find out that she was from Am Yisrael, then it's quite possible that he would want her to be over on the mitzvahs. And therefore, it would then turn into a din of Chil Hashem and she would be mechuyiv to give up her life. You have been listening to the Shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. 
If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a daf or masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.